We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. Man, do we have a fun show today. We are debating the greatest... Big 12 championship season for OU football in Sooner Sound Off. The audio edition is coming up later in the program. Spoiler alert, I lose. It's a shocking finish. You won't want to miss it. But I'm really excited because our guest today is Zach Selman, and I'm a big fan. Well, I mean, everyone's a fan of the Selmans, right? But I'm a huge fan of Zach, and I think he does incredible work. You know, when when we started this podcast, one of my goals was to be able to highlight those behind the scenes, those that maybe don't get a lot of the spotlight, even though they deserve it. And Zach is one of those guys that deserves a lot of the spotlight. And he's going to join us coming up here in a bit to talk about the Sooner Relief Fund. And he's going to have a special guest. So it's all coming up on this edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented in part by AT&T, America's Best Network. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics. And Metroplex Electric, we can be your electrician. All right, the Sooner Relief Fund is something everyone needs to know about and something they can be a part of. So let's get the 411 from Zach Selman on the Sooner Sports Podcast. All right, so on a Friday on the Sooner Sports Podcast, I get a chance to hang out with one of my favorite dudes, Zach Selman. We haven't had a chance to have you on the pod, Zach. How's, uh, how's life treating you? How's the COVID-19 world doing? And uh, it's a pretty challenging times for you, I can imagine, right? Absolutely, Chris, and thanks for having me on. Um, definitely a challenging time for all of us. And one of the most uh, interesting and exciting things, I think, through all of it is how much people have came together, uh, just not in – in sport and, and here locally, but just around the world, uh, just 
all the challenges that we've had to overcome, but I think the positivity and, you know, people working together has been really, really fun. And now locally, as, as we're looking at plans uh, here in Norman, makes it fun because we, we've scenario planned since March. And now we know that uh, we're still planning on game week being here just in a couple of short weeks away from us. So that's really exciting for all of our staff and all of our, all of our stakeholders. Hey, um, Zach, take us through kind of just before we talk about the Sooner Relief Fund, which is the, the, the major reason why we're having you on today. I mean, I just like talking to you. But kind of take us through your roles um, still as a senior associate AD, administration and development. I mean, you're, you're, you've got a lot of irons in the fire. Kind of take, take us through what the day-to-day responsibilities like for you. Yeah, so it, one of the things I love about it is no day is the same. And lo- love to just to be able to, to interact with, with uh, stakeholders, interact with our staff, inter- interact with our uh, student athletes. So really oversee our, our fundraising operations, our letter winners uh, club, varsity O, and work in our, in our general administration as well. So again, no two days are alike. Um, so it's challenging, it's rewarding, but most importantly, I think it, it grows. And one of the easy things is when you see uh, student athletes working out every day, trying to, to watch tape, get better. That's essentially what we're doing every day in our jobs. And again, specifically since, uh, since March working on COVID, most days have, have dealt with uh, scenario planning, different things that may or may not happen. And then having different triggers uh, whenever we know something is going to happen that we can activate the plans that we've already thought through. And obviously it's, it's just great having, you know, a, a boss and a mentor and somebody like Joe Castiglione, because you know, you have, uh, you're guided by principles, you're guided by our core values. And so that's, what's really, really special about uh, my opportunity here. I, I want to talk about SRF, but, but real quick, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here doing this while my daughter's having piano lessons. You've got two girls yourself and it's a, you're in a in a role where you're very much it's it's people and it's relationships. So just kind of as a final general thought, how challenging has that been during COVID times to maintain those um, interpersonal relationships that you have to do over Zoom, and at the same time you're balancing family life because the kids are home a little bit more. What's that been like for you and Rachel? Yeah, definitely, definitely been a, a little awkward at first. <laughs> specifically, yeah, at first because you know I don't know how how you are, Chris, but. I never FaceTimed. I mean, maybe family and really close friends. But if you like, you know, you have a pocket dial and you automatically FaceTime somebody, like try to cancel it as fast as possible. Like, hopefully they won't see it. Uh, So I think you do get used to to talking to a lot more people in a virtual setting. Uh, So that it's been it's not the same as being face to face. But I will say uh, getting that opportunity and getting more comfortable with it. It's been good. Not only just on for us personally, but also uh, for other people that we're interacting with, it, it's becoming more of the normal. Uh, so we, we've uh, adjusted to it well, but there is always that, that, that time at home when you're sitting on a quote unquote, an important Zoom. And our five-year-old daughter, daughter uh, she goes by Meatball. meatball. <laughs> and I, I remember having a meeting with, uh, with Joe C on a Zoom and it was just he and I on there. And then Meatball just <laughs> Uh, comes up and she's mad because she can't get breakfast and you know, at first you're trying to like kind of heisman her away like no don't and finally just like hey joe meatball's coming in uh so i i do think yeah that, that's always been fun but we're we're making it through zach educate me on srf the sooner relief fund what it's all about and um, why it's been launched and kind of where, where we're heading with it yeah, well, I think 
the Sooner Relief Fund is really a testament to the great donors, season ticket holders, fans that we have at Oklahoma. And over time, um, more and more of our revenue is tied to the donations and tickets we have specifically in the sport of football. Uh, close to 60% of our athletics department revenue comes from that. And so we knew that, that the challenges of sooner or later, excuse me, the challenges of COVID, we knew that the challenges were going to be big. We didn't exactly know how big they would be, and we still don't have the full grasp. Um, but we do know that as we announced 25% capacity last week, um, at least to begin, again, as, as things continue to multiply, that there's going to be a significant revenue shortfall for us. So we, we established a Sooner Relief Fund simply to uh, try to help offset the revenue shortfalls and maintain the championship standard that we have for nearly 600 student athletes. And at the core of everything we do is education and opportunity. Student athletes are the main area of focus. And so my job and our job through establishing the Sooner Relief Fund is really just to provide that, make sure that we're still able to provide the education an opportunity um, that we have uh, become known for and will always be known for as having the best student athlete experience. So at, here specifically at Oklahoma, that's close to $30 million each year just for scholarships, uh, personal and professional development and training resources. That's awesome. Now, I know we're going to have a special guest that's going to jump in here real quick because I think a lot of, a lot of times, Zach, we need that we need to hear how um, that scholarship, how that education, how it can really change people's lives, right? Absolutely. And that's a core reason why I chose this as a profession, because I've, I saw it firsthand. Um, growing up, it was never a question, hey, are you going to go to college? Or, hey, should you get an education? I had an example, and my hero was always my dad growing up. I knew he went to college. I knew uh, he pursued his doctorate in philosophy. I knew he took academics really seriously. Uh, the most trouble I ever gotten growing up was when my mom thought I was going to get a B in high school and ruin my perfect GPA. So after I saw that look from my dad, I was like, I'm going to go get, I'm going to go do extra credit to get that changed. So I've always had that, that, that example. And one of the cool things is seeing from where my dad and uncles were at back in the seventies on the farm in Eastern Oklahoma and Eufaula, if they hadn't had a chance to, to have a college scholarship, um, I don't know where my sisters and I would be, don't know where our cousins, because we wouldn't have had an example. So I think one of the things that always drives us is the multiplying effect of having a college scholarship and, and the opportunities that come with that, not just for now in the four years or five years that a student athletes on campus, but what it will do um, to change the trajectory of a, of a generation. Let's hear from him. Let's hear from your dad and kind of what he had to say about how it can be transformative. So Dewey, in your opinion, how important is it um, the value of a college education and in, in your case specifically, the value of a college scholarship for you and your brothers? Well, it's a, it's a huge blessing that, um, in a positive way, changes the direction of your life. It opens up so many different opportunities. And in my specific case and stuff, it's sort of with my brother Lucius, who was given a scholarship here at Oklahoma University, and he taught us how to relate to the, a school the size of OU and the football program and the coaches and the players and 
not only that, the greatest thing was that we got the right to go get an education that we would not have gotten without a football scholarship or support of a university. And not only did it change my life, the life of Leroy, and it changed our family's life. It opened up doors for my, even my brothers who were older than us. And but more than that and stuff, it came to be a great influence upon the uh, the children. Uh, Shannon, who was attended Oklahoma University on a basketball scholarship, and and then we had the whole rapid of opportunities that come and. It opens up, you know, a whole vast array of different jobs you can look at. So it, it, it's, it's a great opportunity for the student athlete. Have you ever stopped to think about just when you look around at all your, your kids, nieces, and nephews, that this many years later that that the gift of education would still be multiplying for generations to come? It's mind-boggling. I think that's the one thing you look at as you grow older and you look back on the process of what happens when you when you graduate when you graduate from a university like Oklahoma on a football scholarship. That not only are you impacted, but it goes clean down the line for generations, like nieces and nephews who now have a, a chance to go to school because of a new job, a new income, and doors are opened and they excel at occupations that you thought were not going to be there. They are now doctors and, and they have grown up now to be nurses and and skilled nurses that they actually have make impact society, impact uh, people around them and it's a, it's a great advancement for one generation but then it multiplies as it moves forward that people are made better, lives are, and quality of lives are increased and it's just a, it's a blessing that affects our whole country. You know, and obviously it takes resources for scholarships and support services for um, all athletes. And so if you had a chance to, to to go back in the time when you were at Oklahoma and say say something to um, the people that, that donated the resources for your scholarship, what, what would you say? I would say this is, we have a choice, and we have a choice with finances, with our time, and I want to thank the people that supported me and my family when we needed help with their finances, and, and the time that they gave to us that it made a big difference in our lives, and the dollars you would spend today is going to impact lives not only for tomorrow, it goes all the way into the future, and is. It's an investment that you won't see in a building, uh, you won't see it in highways or bridges, but you will see it in increased knowledge. You will see it in increased living conditions. You will see where one child's life will be moved from a sense of no direction to a clearer path where they are contributors to, to our world. And I think there's, in my opinion, there's no investment better than that that a person can give is to support the life of another human being. And then most people understand the, the athletic accomplishments of, of, of you, Leroy, and Lucius, but for, for some they don't realize that both you and Leroy are in the COSAD Academic Hall of Fame. What, what led you or was that, what was part of your upbringing always had you focused so heavily on your academic studies? 
that goes back a long ways. And that goes back to farm life with uh, with my mom and dad, who stressed the fact that yeah, you you you're big enough and good enough to play a sport, but you also must achieve and be successful inside a classroom. Uh, that starts there, but then when you get to a university like Oklahoma University, uh, it's more enhanced to the fact that yes, you're here, you're student athletes, and and a school like OU stresses the word student when they're talking to these to these young prospects that you are here to learn, you're here to graduate, you're to receive an education, and with that education and stuff, you're to be successful, because football in every sport has a time limit. Education is something that progresses every day, all your life. And I think that's one of the greatest things I feel that you get when you come to a school like OU, when you invest in that program, that OU invests in the athlete, not just as a football player or basketball player, but they invest in the fact that we're investing in a person, a, we're investing in a, a future, and that future is very important. And then, Zach, you know, I guess I guess the final thing to kind of lay out for everyone is how can we get involved? What can we do to become more of a part of the uh, Sooner Relief Fund? And obviously in that, just helping get to give back. Absolutely. So if, if you are a season ticket holder or a Sooner Club member, you should have received an email um, that gives the, the one, two, three instructions of everything um, that you need to know. If you aren't, you can call us, uh, the Sooner Club, at 405-325-8000, and we can talk to you everything that you need to know about how you can do the Sooner Relief Fund. Um, We're we're trying to incentivize and show people our appreciation for the generosity that people that are contributing to the fund. All all the gifts to the Sooner Relief Fund are are fully tax-deductible through our OU Foundation. And again, we can't express the need that we have for, for resources to make sure that we continue the championship standard that we all know and love and that what does make it why there's only one Oklahoma. Awesome stuff, Zach. I appreciate your time. We'll have to do this more often, man. Thanks for coming on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Thank you so much, Chris. A special guest appearance by Dewey Selman here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Of course, you may have heard of Dewey and Leroy and Lucius And thanks to Zach for telling us about the Sooner Relief Fund. Hey, if you want more information, you can obviously reach out to us on Twitter, at OU on the air, or, I mean, there's a lot of different tidbits that Zach dropped. Always feel free to drop me an email, plankshow at gmail.com, and I can get you headed in the right direction. Kincaid Coach Lines, proud sponsors of Oklahoma Sooner Athletics during the COVID-19 outbreak. We will be keeping our offices open. However, many of our representatives will be working remotely to best serve you and to comply with CDC guidelines. Please call 405-672-5100 for more information. Hey, speaking of phone numbers, get to know this one, 405-325-2424. That's 405-325-2424. That's where you can call or text for more information about 2020 OU men's and women's basketball season tickets Currently on sale. That's 325-2424-405-324-2424 or lock in your seats today by visiting Soonersports.com. Hey, even in these uncertain times, your Oklahoma Chick-fil-A restaurants are here to serve you. Dining rooms are closed, but where possible, you can still order from the drive-thru, the Chick-fil-A app, or from DoorDash. All right, here we go. It's time for what was, for me, a very frustrating, but yet a really cool and fun edition of Sooner Sound Off. Let's go. 
Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Sooner Sound Off, our weekly debate show of the best and greatest in OU history. Settle in over the next 30 minutes. We're going to have some fun. We got a topic today. We've gathered the brightest minds we could find, and we're going to declare a winner at the end of this 30 minutes. Today's topic brought to you by Taco Mayo, the best Big 12 championship season for OU football. And we welcome in now today's panelists, Chad McKee, Jessica Cootie, and Chris Plank. Y'all are looking fantastic today. Let's get right after it. Opening statement time. Make your case. First up, Chad McKee. Toby, first of all, thank you for having me as part of, as, as you said, the brightest minds that we could find. I love being included in a group so illustrious. Uh, from 1920 to 1938, Sooner football won exactly zero conference championships. Longest such drought in Oklahoma football history. When the 2000 season dawned, the second longest drought in program history was underway. It had been 12 seasons, 1987, since Oklahoma last won a conference title. But Bob Stoops had gone seven and five in his first season. The Sooner head coach, the Sooners had won the Independence Bowl. Expectations were elevated, but few, few could have foreseen what was about to take place. Five wins over top 25 teams in Big 12 conference play. And eventually, the Sooners hoisting the crystal for the first time since 1987. The 2000 run, the greatest Big 12 championship run in Sooner history. Jessica. Listen, I think 2006 is your clear pick here. A team that entered the season with national championship hopes, but hit after hit after hit this team took. I mean, how much adversity can one team take? But truly proving that at Oklahoma, it is bigger than just one player. Really embodying that saying that we too deep saying this team, they embraced it and they proved it game after game after game. They fought and they fought and they fought in the end, hoisting that Big 12 championship trophy. As you'll hear Rufus Alexander call it vindication and arguably Bob Stoops' best coaching performance, Plank. Jess, I'm going to tell you a story about a team that overcame adversity, that picked themselves up off the canvas, that provided unlimited memorable moments, historical accomplishments, and a final chapter that was being written when we didn't know that we were in the midst of it. Toby, the 2016 Big 12 championship from a team that started in the top five, entered Big 12 play unranked, and ran the table undefeated. National championships are amazing, and obviously overcoming adversity is kind of the story for Jess and I. So I'm going to tell you about 2016. To me, the greatest and most memorable Big 12 championship run for the Sooners. All right, this is going to be interesting. Remember, we're talking Big 12 only, Big 12 championship seasons for OU football. 2000, 2006, and 2016 are your nominees today. And now to make his full case for the national championship year of 2000, you got it. Chad McKee. Thank you very much, Toby. The 2000 Big 12 championship run was the greatest in Sooner history, not just because they were unbeaten and won a conference title game, but it was the manner in which they beat some of the historically great teams that resided in the Big 12 conference back in those days. So first, the team was unbeaten 8-0 in conference play. They also won a conference championship game. Of those nine wins over Big 12 teams, 
five were ranked in the top 25, and four of those wins came away from home. The championship would snap the second longest conference title drought in program history, as a Big 8 title all the way back in 1987 was the last time the Sooners had hoisted conference crystal. So let's look back at this incredible run. Sooners breeze through non-conference play. Wins over UTEP, Arkansas State, and Rice, Kansas, no match in the Big 12 opener. And as the calendar turned from September, Oklahoma had risen from 19 to 10 in the polls, and they were about to embark on the epic run now known as Red October. First up, 11th ranked Texas. The Longhorns had beaten the Sooners three straight seasons, but by the time halftime happened, there was a new sheriff at the State Fair of Texas, and his name was Josh Heupel. Heupel and the Sooner offense scored on all five first-half possessions, and the defense, led by Rocky Kalmus, who records a pick six with a cast on his hand. Helped seal the deal in the second biggest route in Red River rivalry history. 63-14 to 14 was the final score that day. Up next, a trip to the Little Apple where the Purple Pirates of the Plains had perhaps their best ever team under the wizard in the windbreaker, Bill Snyder. K-State had five straight wins over the Sooners. They were 24-1 in their last 25 Big 12 games. And oh, by the way, K-State was number two in the country and unbeaten. But J.T. Thatcher, a 93-yard kickoff return, gave Oklahoma a 10-7 lead. And in the third, Heupel blew it open. On third and 26, he hits Antoine Savage for a 74-yard score. Sooners win it 41-31, snapping K-State's 25-game home winning streak. Up next, number one, Nebraska. That's right, number one. First time in 12 seasons that both big red rivals were each in the top 10 heading into the matchup. Sooners were number three, Huskers number one. 14-0 Nebraska lead, but Heupel and the offense would bombard the black shirts with an array of aerial assaults. 24 unanswered second quarter points for the Sooners, two touchdown passes to Curtis Fagan, and the defense would hold future Heisman winner Eric Crouch and the Nebraska offense to just one first down and 16 total yards in the second quarter. Then in the third, Crouch scrambling, throws one right to future Thorpe Award winner Derek Strait, who takes it back to the house 32 yards. That would be the final, 31-14. Red October accomplished wins over number 11 Texas, number two K-State, number one Nebraska. First time in NCAA history that a, a team beat number two and number one back to back in the regular season. But the drama wasn't done. After a 56-7 flogging of Baylor, the Sooners were down 31-21 to Texas A&M with eight minutes to play in College Station, where the Aggies had lost only six times in 12 years. And the defense saved the season. Torrance Marshall intercepts a pass with the Sooners down 31-28. He scoots to the house 41 yards, a stunning comeback, 35-31 over the 23rd-ranked Aggies. Following wins over Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, the Sooners secured the Big 12 South, but a rematch with eighth-ranked K-State in the Big 12 title game was the last hurdle on a frigid night in Kansas City. With the game tied at 17, on the second play of the fourth quarter, Heupel hits Andre Wolfork over the middle for what proves to be the game-deciding score, a 17-yard strike. Oklahoma 12-0 for the first time in school history and back on top of the college football world. Their 36th conference title was their first since 1987 and first of the Big 12 era. Oh, by the way, 
This team a month later would go on to win a national championship by beating Florida State 13-2 in the Orange Bowl. But this is not a question of greatest Sooner national championship. It's greatest Big 12 championship. And with back-to-back -back wins over number one and number two and five wins over top 25 teams, an unbeaten Big 12 season, there's no question. 2000, Toby, was the best Sooner Big 12 title run. Wow. Going to be hard to beat that. I know. I got to say, your yeah. alliteration and vocabulary on you. point today. Thank you. Thank you. Very Thank well you. I'm done. inspired by Very you, my well friend. Done. Inspired. Uh, the Windbreaker Wizard was the best. Yeah, I the think Bill and the Snyder's still wearing yeah. the same windbreaker today he was wearing in 2000, by the way. It's from the 87 right. Alamo Bowl, I think. Strong <laughs> opening case made by Chad McKee for 2000. Jessica Cootie will retort next. You're watching Sooner Sound Off. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and OU Extended Campus. And our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Devon Energy, Coca-Cola, and OU Medicine. Welcome back to Sooner Sound Off, everybody. The debate topic today brought to you by Taco Mayo. Best Big 12 championship season of OU football and an opening haymaker thrown by Chad McKee taking us back to the championship season of 2000. But Jessica Cootie's on deck now talking about 2006. Jess. Well, Toby, you know how I like to set the scene for you guys. So let's go back to 2005 to close out the season. Oklahoma upsets number six Oregon in the Holiday Bowl and going into 2006 had a ton of momentum loaded with talent coming back and players and coaches from that team really felt like it was a national championship caliber team. But that summer, the first of many hits that this team would take when starting quarterback Rep Bomar and starting center J.D. Quinn was kicked off the team. Bob Stoops had a conversation with Paul Thompson, who had moved to wide receiver. And of course, Paul said, I'm coming back to quarterback. I want to do whatever I can to help this team win a championship, another Big 12 championship. So a completely selfless move by Paul Thompson. So the Sooners open up with wins over UAB and Washington into the second big hit of the season against Oregon in Eugene. And I promise I'm not spending much time here. I know this is a sore no. spot for Sooner fans. <laughs> no. But no. as the players of this team say, Rufus Alexander called it robbed. Adrian Peterson called it absolutely cheated. An onside kick gone wrong. And Oklahoma suffers the first loss of the season by a point 34-33 in an absolutely devastating heartbreaker. An onside kick call gone wrong, let me reiterate. And Oklahoma opens up Big 12 play with a loss to Texas. Can things get worse? Actually, yes, they can. Sooners bounce back with a big win over Iowa State, but another blow here as Adrian Peterson suffers a broken collarbone and is done for the season. All right, done with the bad news here, fellas, because it's time for some Sooner magic. No AD, no problem. Starting for the injured Peterson, Alan Patrick steps in with a 100-yard rushing performance as Oklahoma knocks off Colorado. Against the high-power offense of Mizzou led by quarterback Chase Daniel. The Oklahoma defense was stifling, forcing four turnovers in a 26-10 victory. And against A&M, how about Bob Stoops' gutsy call to go for it on fourth and one to secure a 17-16 win over the Aggies. Trailing by two scores against Texas 
Tech. On senior night, Paul Thompson with a career-high performance, 309 yards and a pair of touchdowns, leading the Sooners on a rally to beat the Red Raiders to extend the win winning streak to five in a row. The star of the show in Waco was Reggie Smith with a pair of interceptions and to another showdown in Stillwater in the regular season finale. Alan Patrick with another big day. The Sooners hold off Oklahoma State in Bedlam to make it seven in a row. Six of those seven wins, by the way, with the best running back in the nation standing on the sidelines. After starting the run at three and two, the Sooners fight their way back to the Big 12 championship game against none other than Nebraska in Kansas City. And Paul Thompson with another big night, including leading the Sooners on a 99-yard drive and capped off by the quarterback's second touchdown pass to Malcolm Kelly to put this one away 21-0 late in the third. Bob Stoops called it the drive of the year without question. Eight in a row to hoist the Big 12 trophy. Player after player speak of how special that year was, and it was arguably Bob Stoops' best coaching year. I mean, it was it was vindication, saying that it, our team was bigger than one player, saying that we were truly a team at that point in time. I, I think those that Oregon year going into that year, I think it was one of the best jobs Coach Stoops did with players after so many things happened in that year. I mean, there were so many things in that year that could have made any team give up and say, well, man, this is not our year. And as a team, we stayed together and we just kept on fighting. And that team had so much fight. Do you feel like that was maybe one of your better coaching years? It, it was. Um, you know, people forget some of the injuries we had. You know, with Paul Thompson coming back to quarterback to start the year when he hadn't played it in half a year. You know, to go on and win the Big 12 championship, as you said, and, and if we have one more win uh, with Oregon, it's a heck of a year. And it still was. So everything that, that we overcame, you know, to go on and win the Big 12 championship that year was really special and, and one of my favorites. And if all of this wasn't enough, one of the most iconic moments in Sooner football history happened in the locker room celebration following this game. Malcolm Kelly with the rap of the century. Let me see sideways, see be running back. Yeah. Maybe AP, yeah. maybe AD. Yeah. I ain't even tripping cause we some athletes. Yeah. Messing with Smitty yeah. in the summertime. Yeah. He get pissed if we don't make our time. Yeah. But we gon' get it cause we gotta finish. Yeah. Nebraska horn hustles, man, we diminish. Yeah. Let me see sideways in the big bins. Oh, yeah. you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoops. Yeah. Let me see sideways in the Tudo coop. Yeah. So PT throwing that ball and it's humming. And with that, I rest my case, Toby. I, I love it. I love the Malcolm, working in the Malcolm Kelly rap is fantastic, Jess. I loved that team. Paul Thompson, my former radio co-host. Oh, uh, uh -oh. That was favoritism. Mm. Team to cheer for. It's like the little engine that could all season long. Very well done, Jessica. We'll take a timeout. We got one more argument to make. Chris Plank for 2016 next on Sooner Sound Off. Air Comfort Solutions, your total home solution for plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Make the winning call today. Taco Mayo, fresh ingredients built to order. The Trails Golf Club, Norman's Club of Choice. Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Community Coffee, family-owned Community Coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. Welcome back to Sooner Sound Off, everybody. We're debating all-time Big 12 championship seasons for OU football today. Chad McKee took the red October run of 2000. Jessica Cootie busting a rhyme with 2006. 
And now, Chris Plank, your turn for 2016. Make your case. Toby, a team that came into the season with high, high hopes, and understandably so. They're coming off a playoff trip. Baker Mayfield was back, Samaje and Joe Mixon in the backfield, Lincoln Riley in year two, and they were preseason top five. But they stubbed their toe right out of the gate, losing two of their first three games and falling all the way out of the rankings. How can that happen to a top five team, number three in the preseason rankings? Most teams at that point would tap out. Season over, let's just pack it up, head home. Not this band of renegades who absolutely geared up, did everything they could, and powered through providing memorable and historic moments that we will never forget. And unbeknownst to all of us, it was the final chapter. We'll get to that in a bit. But first, let's talk about the bounce back because we're talking about the Big 12 season. No focus on the one and two start here. Let's focus on the Texas game, one of the greatest OU Texas games we've seen. Sooners started Big 12 play with a nice win to get things going, but then they went into Dallas. And Toby, the start in Dallas that year kind of mirrored the start to the season. Sooners turned the ball over a couple of times, two first half interceptions from Baker Mayfield. And then, well, let's just say they moved the car into the left lane, put the gas pedal down, and never looked back the entire season. Oklahoma ended up winning going away despite the early struggle and did it in record-breaking fashion. In that game, Dede Westbrook, 232 receiving yards, which at the time was a single-game record, had 10 catches and three scores. Samaje Ryan also ran for 232 yards in that game. Accomplishment number one in a successful and historic Big 12 season, beat Texas. Check. Next check how about some memorable moments let me take you back to a night in lubbock you might remember it the first pick in the nfl draft a couple years later taking on the eventual super bowl champion mayfield v mahomes oh yeah jessica talked about it a while back too baker mayfield going into enemy territory where he had just transferred and what happened one of the most memorable nights for offensive football fans now teddy layman's still not happy about that night and defensive fans <laughs> might kind of have a little bit of a sour taste but there were 1708 total yards of offense in that game Jeez. baker mayfield threw for 545 yards and in this memorable and historic Big 12 season, Joe Mixon became the first Sooner ever to rush for over 200 yards and have a 100-yard receiving game in the same contest. Now, as we kind of work through Big 12 play, they went to Ames, Iowa and won a game against Iowa State with an H-back playing running back. No offense, Dimitri Flowers could be my running back any day, but minus Joe Mixon, minus Samaj P. Ryan, Dimitri Flowers went out and stole the show. They went to West Virginia, won in the snow, and then, oh, by the way, Bedlam on your home field, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, a battle of top 10 teams by this point. Yes, Oklahoma, after starting one and two, Toby, had fought and scratched and clawed their way back into the top 10, and the Sooners, for the first time ever, clinched a Big 12 championship on their home field. They were able to celebrate, and Samaje P. Ryan finished with a individual and school record at the time, 37 carries, 239 yards, one touchdown, should have been two, but he was a carrying guy and took a knee at the one yard line so they wouldn't rub it in too much to Oklahoma State. That moment in itself warrants history and tradition. Now, speaking of history, 
It was two, not one, but two finalists for the Heisman Trophy. You heard that right. Both Dee Westbrook and Baker Mayfield. It was the first time in Heisman history that you had a quarterback and a wide receiver from the same team that finished in the top four. It was the fourth time since 1955 that you had a pair of teammates end up as Heisman Trophy finalists and the first time since 2004. And how about Dee Westbrook? I don't think we mentioned this enough. 57 catches, 1,281 yards, 16 of his 17 touchdowns that season came in Big 12 play. He was fantastic. And we were in the midst of a final chapter, and none of us knew it. Because this was the 10th and final Big 12 title for Bob Stoops, who hung up the visor after this season, handed the baton to Lincoln Riley, and the Sooners kept rolling. Toby, 2016 gave us unlimited memorable moments, history, and it was the final chapter for Bob Stoops in his historic career. Final tip of the visor to Bob Stoops in 2016. Way to go working in a NASCAR reference. Chris Let's Klein, go. very well done by you. I got to tell you guys, I am undecided going into the final segment, but I will cast a ballot yet. I won't be mailing it in. I will cast a ballot live on the air when we come back. Closing arguments next on Sooner Sound Off. The Sooner Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast to listen to old shows and subscribe to always get the newest ones. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively. Sooner Sports TV Personalities Wardrobe is provided by Threads Menswear and Blush on Campus Corner. Hair and makeup provided by Clementine Hair Lounge. Welcome back to the final segment of Sooner Sound Off. Our debate today best Big 12 championship season for OU football. Fortunately, we've had a lot to choose from around here, and I'm undecided going into closing arguments. I will tell you guys today, on the line, not only pride, but also your own copy of the number one best-selling children's and football and horses book in America. Let's go! Look at you! The story of Boomer and Sooner. That's at stake. Wow. Closing arguments brought to you by Kincaid Coach. Chad, we start with you. I'm I'm a little nervous now, given what's on the line, Toby. Thank you for uh, for giving that up. It sounds corny and cliched, but to win 13, you must first win one. Oklahoma's conference championship drought was at 12 seasons going into 2000. Now, you could ask the question, if they had not won that Big 12 title in 2000, how many would they now have? The simple answer would be 12. But I doubt that's actually the case. Where you see more than five wins over top 25 Big 12 opponents, including number two and number one back-to-back for the first time in NCAA history. Four wins on the road in Big 12 conference play and eventually a national championship. What the 2000 Big 12 title did was it reminded players, coaches, and fans that Sooner Magic was back. And for 12 more Big 12 titles, it hasn't left, Jessica. Hey, in honor of Malcolm Kelly, Toby, can you drop me a beat right quick? Boom. Boom. 
<laughs> All right. Well, it's been fun sitting here debating with y'all. I think it's time I end it once and for all. Done. What started up in Oregon with a Rob, injuries and adversity, not a prob, when you got a leader by the name of Bob. <laughs> the season was bigger than any one player. It was about the team. Starting with a selfless QB, they like to call PT. With Malcolm Kelly on the beat, Rufus putting running backs on their seat. And when wow. AD went down, in stepped AP, proving OU isn't always will be too deep. So you see it's all of these things as Oklahoma claimed yet another ring. Chad and Plank, you got good picks, but clearly the winner here is 2006 as I dropped the mic. Oh, Send me that Drop autograph. Wow. Oh, well my God. Bravo. Bravo. Try to follow that one, Plank. Yeah, I just, again, an incredible year. All of us are able to talk about incredible seasons. We talked about a 2000 season in a national championship. We're talking about maybe one of Bob Stoops' greatest coaching jobs and I guess a great rap. To me, I think this is about 2016 and a tip of the visor, Toby, to Bob Stoops. His final run may have been one of the more memorable ones based on where this team was. They were one and two. They had a pair of Heisman Trophy finalists and memorable moments in college football games that we still talk about today, from Lubbock to Ames to obviously what happened with securing the championship in Gaylord Family, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Loved being a part of 2016. To me, it's one of the greatest Big 12 seasons of all time. All right, verdict time brought to you by Community Coffee. I'm throwing out 2016 right off the bat because it contained that unspeakable night in Lubbock. Sorry, Chris Plank. <laughs> 2000, epic season. Uh, Nebraska K-State, the A&M interception. 2006, I love that team with Paul Thompson, overcomers, a remarkable season. Sooner Magic was back in 2000. That's the thing about 2000 is they brought it back. But this show is about making your case the best. And today, that was undoubtedly Jessica Cootie. Congratulations, yeah, Jess. let's go. Way to drop a rhyme. The number one best-selling children's book in America is headed your way. <laughs> I can't we'll see wait. You next week. So and perhaps a recording contract. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got I got shunned quickly, didn't I? I love the 2016 season. I know that it's kind of a back and forth, hot takey with the uh, OU Texas Tech game and how some view it as a great game. More defensive minded people do not. But yeah, fun, fun stuff on the show. This week, we're debating who we think can be the breakout players for Oklahoma Sooner football. So that's going to be a fun show. Airs Tuesday nights on Fox Sports Oklahoma. Hey, for Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma updates, please check out bcbsok.com. With regard to medical treatment, members should call the number on their ID card for answers to their specific benefit questions. Our members' well-being remains our top priority as we continue to monitor developing news about COVID-19. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention website is still the best source for all the most up-to-date COVID-19 information. And the Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you in part by OG&E. OG&E, we energize life. All right, here's what's on tap. Just dropped last night, the Oklahoma-Texas game from this past season. What a performance by C.D. Lamb. And this weekend, the Bedlam game, that Saturday night in Stillwater where Jalen Hurts was a one-man show. You'll enjoy the broadcast, the Parnell-Motley breakout game, if you will. That's on Saturday right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. And what's on tap here on the Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you by Othello's. It's available via carryout. Orders can be placed by calling 405-701-4900 or delivery 
through one of our three delivery partners, DoorDash, Postmates, and Grubhub. And don't forget, if you missed any of the podcasts this week, you can find it in our archives at Soonersports.com slash podcast or wherever you consume podcasts. Everyone have a great weekend. And until Monday, when the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, joins us. Boomer Sooner, everybody.